0: Hello and welcome into FCC Talk. I am your host, John Rhodes, Children and Family Minister here at First Christian Church. And today we have with us CJ Mustin, Student Minister here at First Christian Church. How are you doing today, CJ? I'm doing good. How are you, John? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Glad to be good. here. We missed the podcast last week. I was preaching, and I just, I had a lot of content to get into and things like that, and I just, it was a little bit more difficult to get it done last week, so uh, you know how that goes though, right, CJ? I
1: do, it's a lot when you gotta do a Sunday morning on top of everything else. Yep, yep,
0: exactly. I uh, I was joking with Chris one of these days, I was like, hey, you should just do the kids stuff on Sundays when I preach, and then that way... I don't have I don't have any extra work to do. We can just swap work <laughs> for the week. Uh, he was not enthused, so. <laughs> but but yeah. So all right. Hey, if you are watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. We appreciate that. If you are listening on podcasts, please be sure to follow us, subscribe, whatever it is on the podcast platform you're listening on, um, and then also give us a rating, give us a review. We'd love to hear back from you and just let us know if there's anything you would like for us to improve on or if you just it's great and want us to keep doing it that works too so we appreciate that Uh, fcc talk is all about current events but no politics we talk about ministry insights personal life we talk you know some bible but we really don't want to make this a sermon we just want to make this uplifting conversation for you to have and listen to uh, something that kind of keeps you up to date a little bit on maybe some christian ministry stuff but like i said we're going to We're going to stay away from politics because at the end of the day, you can find that stuff anywhere, uh, and we want to try to give you a political free conversation to listen to. We've got some good stuff to get into today. We have The Chosen, some news about that. We have a wonderful article written by the Gospel Coalition about youth ministry and how it's more than maybe what you think it is, and I think CJ is probably going to have a lot to say about that. And then how to pray for your teenage children for your teenager, uh, for their spiritual growth. I think this applies to teenagers, but I think it can apply to other areas and children and people in your life as well. So I think it's going to be a lot of good conversation today. And of course, we'll get into what you're eating, what you're reading, what you're watching. Uh, and then a little bit of truth Tuesday, the, uh, the Bible there at the end. So CJ, you ready to get into it? I'm ready. Alright, let's do it. The Chosen will premiere all of season 4 in theaters this year. So this is an article written by uh, Relevant Magazine and they are letting people know that The Chosen is in fact going to put all of season 4 in theaters theaters this year which is kind of crazy Um, if you're wondering how this has happened um, if you know anything about what's going on in Hollywood with the writer strikes and things like that The Chosen has not been affected by that Um, I forget exactly what all the details are but they have not been affected like other shows have and so it's kind of limited production of certain movies and tv shows and stuff so the chosen was kind of given this opportunity to um expand uh where people can watch and 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 see it at and so obviously they've taken that opportunity and it's it you know i don't know what everybody's thoughts are on the chosen but i think it's kind of a neat thing that you see this growing and expand. it seems like every single season there's something new happening with how people can watch this. Um, but CJ, I'm curious, have you watched The Chosen? And kind of what are your thoughts on it, whether you have or have not watched it?
1: Uh, I personally have not seen it yet. Um, I've been interested in it, intrigued by it. Um, I've just never uh, made the time, I guess, to to really dive into it and, and take a look at it. Uh, but But I would be interested in seeing it. I think it's Uh, Sounds like it's a great thing. Um, And so that may be something that in our high school and middle school Sunday school class I bring up as a as a study item to see if we want to kind of go through that series and watch and discuss those episodes. Um, So, but yeah, sounds sounds good. I've just never had the opportunity to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those shows. I've seen season one. Um, unfortunately, I have not been able to watch season two, three, and four. Um, but season one I've seen, and it was it was well done. I thought I mean, there wasn't any major issues I had with it or anything. I mean, you know, I I'm one of those people that I can find criticism in about anything. But like I've said on this podcast before, I try not to let that be. You know, my, my main focus and everything, I try to be p- more positive and I try to uh, look at those kind of things more often. Um, however, it is definitely one of those shows where you just have to, like, sit down and pay attention the entire time and really, really get into it. Um, and for me, that's hard. With just about any show, because I'm somebody that I like to be doing something while I watch TV, whether that's, you know, playing a game on my phone or maybe doing some work on my computer or something like that. Uh, and then the other piece of it is now, which I'm sure you've experienced this in your life before, CJ. Um, if I sit on the couch and I don't do anything, I fall asleep within like five minutes. Yes,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I've
0: got two two little ones that you know they 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 run around. Well, Lottie runs around. Jack he he's kind of scooting around right now, but he can get around still. Um, and, and so I'm giving a lot of attention to them, and uh, they they require a lot of energy. So uh, when if finally yes. get to the end of the day, it's like you know eight o'clock, and the kids are in bed, and, and I'm sitting there on the couch. It's like Hannah and I have to play a board game to watch TV together. Otherwise, I'm watching TV and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> absolutely absolutely do you you struggle with being fully engaged with with shows and movies and stuff like that or how do you how do you normally watch stuff like that
1: uh no i i am out if i sit down um even shows that i'm really really excited about uh man if i sit down i i struggle to stay awake so um man I have to watch the show like three or four times and I'm like, Oh, I've never seen this episode. It's like, Oh yeah, I slept through it last time. It's Kirsten's like, actually I watched it, you just
0: fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she falls asleep too. I don't know. <laughs> Could be no, she, she generally stays awake. So but she? I I'm out. Yeah. 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 Well props to her. She's better than us. So. <laughs> um well cj uh since we're on this topic um i i'm curious because there's been kind of the explosion of christian uh tv shows movies kind of that media out lately and i don't know how much you've watched in the past i don't think we've ever talked about it a ton but i am curious what would you say is like one of your favorite christian tv shows or christian movies um that you've seen before
1: um so i'm i don't i've not watched a whole lot i do occasionally watch some um but i enjoyed uh i enjoyed family camp by the skit guys um i really enjoyed mom's night out it's an older uh christian movie um that was really good and then uh i also enjoyed Seven Days in Utopia. It's a much older Christian movie. Uh, But it was also really, really good.
0: Yeah, I think the first Christian movie I can't remember seeing and really thinking about it being a Christian movie was God's Not Dead. Um, Uh Uh-huh. That one. I don't think I've ever seen Family Camp by the Skit Guys. No, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I really like it. I'm a big Skit Guys
1: fan, though.
0: Right. Well, you... uh, the skit guys are are coming to FCC again this year, so uh, they are. Really I was cool going to talk
1: about that at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead and talk about it right now while we got some time. Uh,
1: I'm I'm pumped. They're December thirteenth. They've put together a special Christmas show, awesome. and uh, they're coming here to FCC uh, live, and uh, it's going to be a great night. Tickets are twenty dollars a piece. So we'll have online sales opening up soon. But if you want to get your ticket before the online sales you can pick up your ticket here in the office uh, for 20 bucks, but it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, If you like watching their videos online and you think they are, are funny online, they are even more funny in person. So um, I'm really, really excited for it. And they were here. What? Seven years ago or something like that. How long ago? was 2016 Uh, was the last time they were here. And uh, we packed the place out. It was an, it was an awesome night. Um, Lots of laughs and uh, they do a great job of engaging the audience uh, with comedy and making everybody laugh, but then also having a a really, really solid point uh, to point toward uh, the life that God wants you to live. So it's, it's a really good thing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, And if I'm not Oh, I was going to ask something, but I forgot what I was going to ask. Um, but anyway, so the skit guys, are they're they are ones that we have had them like in our plugs and stuff like that before. So if you've never seen them online, uh, the bald head guy and the kind of taller guy. Um, I think one of them runs skit guys, you said, kind of full mm-hmm. time. And then the other one is a worship pastor down in Texas. Am I correct?
1: Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, so, you know, Christian guys, and, and and I've never heard anything bad about them. You know, in today's day and age, it seems right. like anybody who has popularity, something bad comes out about them <laughs> at some <laughs> right. point. Uh, but, you know, these guys have always been solid. I They were yeah. starting, I don't know if they were starting or... Uh, when they really started, but I heard about them first when I was in high school in youth ministry, um, and they, they were hilarious and, and did a great job. I still remember that chisel video. Um, yes. Uh, that one, really, really impactful. So, All right, well, hey, since we're talking about uh, the youth ministry and what you guys got going, oh, that's what I was going to ask. It, it is technically a charity event for the youth ministry as well. You guys make money off yes. of it for the ministry, right?
1: yes absolutely it'll be a a fundraiser for us as well so excellent so Um, even if you hopefully we'll sell plenty of tickets
0: Yeah, I hope so. Even if you yourself are not necessarily interested, if you know somebody who is, please do uh, tell them about it or buy them a ticket uh, because it would help the youth ministry or the student ministry here, and uh, also for the skit guys and all those things. It, it would be a really cool thing to uh, to pack out the place again. I know we'll be going. We're excited for it. Uh, it'll be a good time. So, all right, let's move on to another article that we have it is uh, by the Gospel Coalition. Again, I basically have them. (laughs) once every episode, because I just love what the Gospel Coalition puts out. But uh, youth ministry is more than Friday night. So kind of what they're talking about here is, you know, you think about student ministry, you think about youth ministry, and you're thinking about, you know, just kind of the the crazy games, there's something that they might do, but there's so much more that goes into it, and there's so much more than just the, for us, it's Sunday night here, uh, just the Sunday night meetings, and there's so much more that happens with the leaders, and the students, um, and all those things, and CJ, I guess this is just a great time for you, kind of just to, like share your heart of youth ministry. Uh, I know you do a great job teaching the bible and making sure that the kids are are in the word and know that stuff um but i know that's not all of what student ministry is so i guess give me your like percentage estimate of how much student ministry slash, slash youth ministry is teaching the bible and how much of it is kind of relationships and other things like that
1: well for me i think that uh um, it's important to recognize that God created us as relational beings. You can go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis when God was walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. And uh, and he created us to be in relationships. And so um, when we talk about uh, percentages of the, the Bible versus relationships, um, I, I want everybody listening to, to understand that It's not a separation of this part is God and this part is not. Uh, They're they're all uh, a way for us to draw close to God. And so uh, for me, the percentage of how much is uh, we're opening up the Bible and like me on the stage teaching, I would say that's probably honestly um, 15 percent maybe Mm -hmm. of what I do. Um, we've got, we do have the lesson time, which is really important, but I mean on, on a Sunday night, we start things off with, uh, open gym, which is a super relational time where students can just come and hang out. Uh, and, and that is, that's vital to what we do and that the students are able to come and engage with their friends and kind of let their guard down and know that this is a, this is a safe place. This is a place where they can just come and be themselves and have fun. Um, and then w- we share a meal together, uh, which I think is really important relationally. We do some games and some activities and, uh, you know, we do special events. We've got our hayride coming up. Uh, that's going to be great. We mentioned we're having the skit guys come in. Um, and and then uh, we do worship um, and we do small groups. Uh, but But even outside of what happens on Sunday nights, there are, you know, texts and emails and, um, times where we see people out in the community and just spend time talking and, and just doing life. Um, we have a college age, small group that meets on Friday mornings with college students, uh, where we sit around and talk about life and the different things that God is doing. So, uh, a lot of that is relational and in the midst of those, uh, relational pieces, Uh, I I find that we often get into spiritual conversations. And so it's really cool to see God work in the midst of uh, things that aren't necessarily like, let's open up the Bible and look at what it says here. um, That God weaves his way into every single aspect of our lives and what we do. Um, And so that's, yeah, it's a really cool thing. I absolutely love student ministry and all the different aspects of it. It's, uh, it's an absolute blast. For sure. Yeah. I,
0: you know, thinking back to my time when I was a student in student ministry, um, I remember far less like Bible lessons than I do just like conversations with the student minister, uh, events that we had where I created friendships that I still have today. Um, you know, life, Life-changing conversations. You know, I the the reason I am in ministry is because I had a conversation with my student minister who told me he sees, um, he sees God calling me to ministry. You know, like, um, he didn't open up the Bible and say, "John, read this verse right here. You need to go into ministry." He, you know, he told me that um, he prayed with me and he told me that he cares about me and um, that he wants to um, invest in me so that way I can, uh, f- to, uh, you know, live out the calling that God has for me in my life. And so, um, you know, I have vent- I, when I first started in, uh, Bible college was to be a youth minister was to be in student ministry. Uh, so that's where my heart always was. And I actually, um, I actually went ahead and, um, I actually went ahead and started applying for student ministry jobs after college. Um, but I, I wasn't able to, to land any of the jobs, I guess you want to say, and I wasn't able to, to discover enough. And it really wasn't until um, I found a job in, in kids ministry when I finally was able to get a job at a church. And so um, and it, it's a long story, but uh, it all kind of comes back to, you know, God can use us in some different ways and and things can happen in our lives. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he's right there through it all. And I think that is what is so important about student ministry is modeling that for these students in their lives is that God is always right there uh, by your side. Not that we're perfect in any way, shape or form. We're not. Um, but that we can not just be there to teach the Bible, but be there, um, you know, to have, to have coffee and talk through what's going on in their lives, that we can be there for the, the, uh, relationships and helping students find friendships with other people um, that are going to be uplifting and encouraging for them um, that you can find a place where you belong that is such an important Mm -hmm. thing for teenagers and for students to feel like they belong somewhere that's one of the reasons why um, we have so many issues in our world today is because people don't have an identity uh, in Christ Um, is so they they try to search for identity somewhere um, and other people will offer it to them unfortunately it's not unconditional like your identity in Christ is Uh, and so that comes with pain and hurt um, and confusion Um, and that can be found in the church too unfortunately we're not like I said we're not perfect um, but to me, that's like one of the biggest things in student ministry is identifying um, that you can find your identity in Christ, um, and you can find a place where you belong and matter and have people who care about you. Uh, I know you cut out there for a minute, CJ, so you probably didn't hear all of it. But do you do you have any thoughts about that identity
1: um, in Christ and students and things like that? Yeah, one of the things that I always tell our students. Uh, is that uh, God created them uh, for a purpose. And no matter what age you are, whether you're a student or whether uh, you're a retiree, uh, God created you for a purpose. Um, he created you to have an identity and to be the person that you are right now in the relationships and in with your, within your sphere of influence amongst other people in the year 2023 uh, for a purpose you have an identity you have uh you have a reason to be where you are at in your life right now um and to be able to to find that and to know that uh, following who Jesus created you to be is the best possible life that you can live man when you can find your identity there and you can know man i don't have to uh search for uh, identity in other people. I don't have to search for identity in my own uh, works and, and how successful I can be in whatever I'm trying to be successful in, but I can just find my identity in who Jesus created me to be. Man, there's power there. Uh, and so that's kind of the thing I consistently come back to with our students is the best life that you can possibly live is the life Jesus created you to live and find your identity there, know that you have purpose and you have value uh, right now in the life that you're living in the relationships that you have with other people.
0: For sure. And I think that is a big part of like our hope and our peace um, in Christ is that we can lean upon that. And we can know that that is true in any areas of our lives. Um, you know, imagine being in a relationship with somebody. Um, I, I guess I could use this cause it's in scripture, but imagine Hosea, uh, right. His relationship with his wife. Um, if you don't know the story of Hosea, he, he married a prostitute and, you know, he had to go back and, and, uh, basically, uh, retrieve her, pay for her from the brothel to bring her, back home. Um, now again, this isn't exactly the way it is, but I'm trying to modernize it a little bit. So that way it's understood a little bit better. Um, but essentially imagine if that was your relationship where you're, you aren't sure if the person is going to, you know, continue to be faithful to you, continue to love you, continue to be there with you. Um, and you have no idea how important you actually are to that person. Um, that's not how it is in Christ. In Christ, we know our identity and we can be confident in that. We can be, uh, assured in our hope and for our peace in that, um, it, you know, it really, really is the, the rock that we can, you know, stand on. There's a reason why Jesus said that, you know, being with him is like building your house on the rock and not building it on wavering sand. Um, and listening to his teachings and obeying him because they do stand firm uh, throughout all of life. And I think that's an important lesson we learn through following Christ. Um, So CJ, switching gears back to student ministry for just a minute. Um, I had this question, and you can kind of go any place with it. Uh, I think I know the answer, Um, but it's just such a simple question, but there's so many different avenues you can go with it. Can a church be successful without a youth or, or a student
1: ministry? It's kind of a loaded question. Right. Um, my my gut says um, the healthiest churches are investing in their youth. Mm-hmm. Um, that is about as far as I'm willing to go to say, can a church be successful mm-hmm. uh, without a student ministry. um, Because student ministry can be defined in so many different ways. What actually is a student ministry? Is it a full-time youth minister? Is it a part-time youth minister? Volunteer youth minister? Is it just a group of students to get together uh, for coffee once a week? Um, And so uh, a healthy church will invest in their youth. Mm -hmm. Um, can Can a church be successful without a student ministry? uh, God can do anything that, that God wants to do. And if God is wanting to use a church, then without a student ministry, uh, you know, for, for where that church is located and the people that church is influencing, yeah, I suppose it's possible, but I think the healthiest churches are investing in their students and their youth. So I know that's kind of, uh, uh, Beat around the bush kind of answer, but uh, that's as far as I'm willing to go on that one. No, for sure. I think you answered it uh,
0: really, really well because that's one of the things with it is you know like like this article was talking about youth ministry, student ministry is just is more than just like the meeting that happens. Um, and so I think you're right that you know maybe a church does have like a designated Sunday night meeting time like like we have here, um, but. You know, to say, "Oh, you're not a successful church because you don't have a Sunday night meeting time." You know, that's not that's not true. Right? Uh, there are so many more avenues and things that can be done, uh, and hearts that can be changed uh, through just caring and investing um, and putting an emphasis on the next generation and making sure uh-huh. that they are being built up uh, for um, for for the kingdom um, and whatever avenue. Uh, Christ has planned for their lives. So uh, mm-hmm. I like that answer a lot. It was kind of a trick trick question there. <laughs> I like, I, but I've, I was curious where you would go with it. So <laughs> so yeah. All right. Our last uh, article we're going to talk about comes from crossway.org. It's by John Nielsen. And uh, it says, how to pray for teens' spiritual growth. So in this article, I'm actually going to bring this one up because if you're watching on YouTube, it'll probably be easier if I do that. Uh, there we go. So in this article, he has seven different ways that you can pray, uh, for your teens, spiritual growth. Uh, the very first one is pray for a miracle and he has scripture attached with each of these as well. So I really appreciated that, uh, pray for gospel friendships, pray for a growing appetite for God's word, pray for a faith that moves from head to heart Pray for influential voices in between your age and theirs. Uh, number six, pray for a growing love for the church. And finally, number seven, pray for courage to live for Christ in a pagan culture. Uh, so, CJ, as you, we look through kind of these seven areas that uh, John encourages parents to pray for, for their teens, these, these kind of seven items, um, which of these... May i, I guess and, and the question i wrote seems most important i don't know if most important is the right way but you know maybe is closest to your heart maybe uh which of these seven kind of uh hits you the most and you're like man that is something that i feel
1: deeply needs to be prayed for uh i think there are a couple um the first one is that uh the relationship would move from the head to the heart mm-hmm. um man if we can just honestly believe and know in our hearts the love that god has for us um and if our kids can can develop that and know that and live that um man that's that's life changing uh and so uh that one first and then um the the relationship one uh having people that are influential in your kids lives that are uh more than just us as parents um they mentioned college age students in, in the article, uh, but, but really anybody, um, that you trust that can, can speak truth into, uh, your son or daughter's life. Um, I think those are the two that, that stood out most to me. Uh, if I had to pick just one, man, knowing it in your heart, uh, and that, that my children would, uh, would take what they know in their heads and, uh, feel it deeply in their heart that the love that God has for them. Uh, So those two would be the ones that I look at. What about you? Yeah, I think those
0: two are really, really influential for me as well. Um, You know, I I don't want to just copy what you said, uh, give something else. But uh, number two, the gospel friendships, I think is a really, really important one. I'm a, I'm a true believer that, you know, uh, we are kind of who we surround ourselves with, um, in our lives. If we're going to surround ourselves with, you know, people who get in trouble all the time or who don't make the best decisions all the time, um, you know, that we're going to eventually fall into those traps. But if we surround ourselves with people who are also believers, uh, who are, who are encouraging and trying to help others in their faith as well. Um, I, think that is super important obviously we need other people in our lives too who are not believers so that way we can evangelize and try to tell people more about uh, Christ and the gospel um, and live that out even if they already know it so they can see it more Uh, however I would just pray for if I had a teenager um, and I you know I even pray for it for, for Lottie and Jack now you know Jack's only five months old here soon and body's only two, but I still pray uh, that they will create gospel friendships, friendships with other people um, who, who are in God's word, who, who know God's word and, and are set out to encourage um, others as well, so, and I think that's, that's just super, super important. Uh, CJ, if a parent asked you how you would advise them to pray for their teens. So imagine, you know, you got a, you got a parent who's coming to your office, they're concerned, uh, about, you know, whatever it might be for their teenager. And, and they're having a hard time praying because maybe they're just, they don't know what to say or they don't know where to go with it. Um, how would you advise a, pr- a parent who wants to pray for their teenager? How would you advise them to pray?
1: Uh, I think the strongest thing that we can pray for our teenagers is that um, that God would allow us as parents to have the relationship with our teenagers that He intended? Mm. That is hard, yeah. uh, because I think a lot of times as parents, I know I myself am like, "I'm the parent, do what I say." Right? Um, <laughs> and I think I think there's there's a whole lot more that goes into a relationship with our teenagers as they. Uh, begin to spread their wings and uh, and, and develop themselves um, and what their future is going to look like and uh, and you know I, I'm a firm believer that that kids of all ages uh, should be treated with the same amount of respect that we treat uh, other adults and a lot of times as parents like we tend to slip into this thing where we're like I'm the adult you're the kid. Um, and we say some things to our kids or our teenagers that we would never say to other adults. I know mm-hmm. I, I tend to do that. Um, and so praying that that the the love and the conversations that flow out of us would be respectful and loving, and uh, would just exude the way that Christ feels for them. Um, I think uh, praying for that relationship would be the number one thing that I would encourage uh, adults to and parents to pray for. I know that's something that, man, I just uh, have to continually work my tail off at uh, to have a solid relationship with my kids. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly learning, constantly being stretched and molded uh, to to do better and shift my mind uh, and the way that I've always assumed things. Should be as a parent. Uh, I'm I'm learning that maybe there are some new and some better ways to do things. So uh, yeah, that's what sure, I would pray for.
0: You have to have that humility uh, to yes. be able to say, you know, I, I'm the parent, so I know this is what's best. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been through something like this before, uh, but at the same time, this even though this individual is my child they are still different than me and i still need to take the time to listen i still need to take the time to um, invest in who they are and what their thoughts and their feelings are um and that so so i guess that's kind of my follow-up question there cj is do you ever and and this might be a little too personal. So if it is just kind of be general with it, but do you ever struggle with maybe seeing your children as yourself and having a hard time with, with maybe, you know, uh, speaking to them as individuals themselves and not just, you know, see yourself. And then when they're younger, I know it's kind of a complicated question, but do you see where I'm going with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I do see where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, it's something where like, they have experiences that I have been through, and it's easy to be on the other side of those experiences and say, oh, I know what to do. Just, right. just do this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's easy to be on that side of the experience and be like, why aren't you doing this? I already know what's best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I go back in my own mind and put myself where I was, where they are now, yeah. th- there's so much that goes into just doing what we know we should do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's so, uh, so difficult. And so um, I, I find myself having to take a step back and instead of saying, Oh, I know what to do here, just do this. uh, Kind of walking through the process with them. And um, you know, it's, that can be so tedious and so frustrating uh, when we've been through it, we know what to do. Uh, Just walking through step by step by step and being patient and kind and loving uh, as they walk through things that we have already experienced. That's definitely something that, man, I've, I've been through as a parent already. And I'm sure as my kids move further into their teenage years, I will experience more.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of that verse: "Be uh, slow to speak and quick to listen," uh, which is actually one of the most challenging verses in the Bible because we yes. want to we want to share, we want to give our thoughts, we want to say, "Oh, I've I've been there. I know what you're going yes. through." Um, but sometimes, and even sometimes, you know, I found this out um, as I grew older. Um, sometimes it's not always about giving the right answer, but just. Being there to listen and make sure that they know they have somebody who's who's there for them, somebody who's in their corner, uh, yes. willing to to uh, just stand with them and what's going yep. on. Um, As parents, to...
1: we want to fix everything. Exactly. Uh, and a lot of times uh, that's the last thing our kids need is for it to be fixed. They right. just need to feel loved even when things are broken.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I I tear up a little bit because I, uh, when I was in college, I um, volunteered at the local church's youth ministry. There were several local churches, but one of them, uh, it was probably the largest in the area. Um, yeah, I think it was, but anyway, I led a group of uh, sixth grade boys for the three or four years that I volunteered there. Um, and so this group of sixth grade boys, they were they were really good guys and they were good kids. But they also, you know, I mean, they were sixth grade boys. Like it was hard to mm-hmm. actually stay on topic. It was hard to actually have a conversation most of the time. Um, Absolutely. But I remember uh, one day after we got done with our small group, one of them pulled me aside and he said, "Hey." I I want to talk to you. I have this going on. And he shared with me some personal things, uh, you know, some struggles at home that were going on, um, how he has treated some people around him lately because of, you know, maybe some insecurities and maybe some fear and some worries um, because he wasn't positive how things were going to go at home. And I remember just like in that moment, I had just read that verse of be uh, slow to speak and quick to listen, just like, I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to remind him that I care about him and that, you know, that I'm going to be there for him. Um, and I remember when we got done with the conversation and he kind of was done sharing, he, he said, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how that conversation would go, but it felt really good just to talk. And I, you know, it was almost like that was, that was what he needed in that moment. It wasn't that he needed me to tell him, oh, everything's going to be okay. It wasn't that he needed me to tell him, here's what you need to do next. It was in that moment, he just needed somebody that cared about him, who was willing to listen to him, um, and that's not normally who I am. Normally, I speak very quickly. Uh, normally, I, I interject in, in people sometimes. Uh, so I need to do a better job of that, but that was kind of a big moment for me to realize I need to be willing to listen because sometimes it's not the advice that people need. It's just that somebody would be willing to listen. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, Hey, let's move on. Uh, we got a couple more things. What What's eating, what you're watching, what you're reading. CJ, is there anything that you have, uh, new lately that you've been eating or watching or reading, uh, since we last talked?
1: Uh I've really started uh, picking up um there is a uh, organization podcast article writer uh called baremarriage.com oh. um and I've been uh, reading just a lot of their resources a lot of their articles uh it's all about how to um be a better husband better uh, married couple um and man, it just has some great, great stuff on uh, just marriage and marriage relationships. Um, and so I've been reading a whole lot of that lately. How do you spell uh, that? Uh, bare, b a r e marriage, m a r r i g e okay. dot com. Uh, you can pop it up there if you want. Yeah, I was it's it uh
0: really fast.
1: It's a lady in Canada that puts out stuff. She reviews a whole lot of books and, um, and uh, does a lot of articles uh, on marriage. And, um, and, and, you know, we've talked a little bit about today about some of the things that uh, kind of retraining our mind to what we thought the way things were and kind of rethinking those. Uh, and she challenges a lot of that and, uh, and kind of the way that we've always assumed marriage should be and uh some new ways to think about things and i think god is really uh using her and it's got a lot of really good stuff uh on there so if you have a chance check that out um really good stuff she does her she does a podcast that's really good she has a blog she has uh workshops um and um, and just different things to uh to improve your marriage so i've yeah. been uh reading a whole lot of that it's been really good stuff
0: yeah i for some reason it won't let me get on the website so uh but i did find this here uh is that her uh, sheila
1: yes yep, yeah that's her yeah that's so
0: her. uh i don't know why it won't let me get on the website but um anyway so this is this is her this is a podcast that looks like kind of logo stuff there so if you uh look up com, you should be able to find uh, that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I, uh, I've i not heard of that one. There's another, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the people um, that, that do it. There's another like marriage uh, couple and, and uh, stuff like that that Hannah and I have gone to over the years. We haven't uh, read anything from them lately So I'm having a hard time recalling But uh, this is definitely something that will be neat to, to check out and to see uh, As well For me um, You know We we ha- we started another New meal because it's kind of fall time uh, nice. It's like a quesadilla Casserole So we shred the chicken And we put queso nice. in it And some of that stuff And uh, you, you wrap it all in like uh, tortilla shells and so it's it's really really good um, it, it was really really big the first time we made it so we had leftovers more than we could eat. That's <laughs> one of those things you try to <laughs> do recipe you're like oh I I forgot this makes for you know 10 and not right four. <laughs> <laughs> so we had leftovers for days, but, uh, but it was a really, really good meal. Um, and then, you know, you know me, it's fall time. I love football and watching the uh, yep. football and stuff like that. So I'm all into college football. Um, I'm watching IU and Ohio state. I use a little bit more nice. depressing, but, uh, Ohio state's good. <laughs> so there you go. There you <laughs> there's, go. There's that. Um, And so that was a fun time. Uh, I don't know if Purdue fans want me to mention Ohio State, though, because they just just played yesterday, not yesterday, this weekend and didn't go well. So Uh, sorry, Purdue fans. Um, All right, CJ, you got a Bible verse or anything you want to share before we get out of here?
1: Yeah. Um, So I think last time I was on, I talked about John 1010. Uh, Jesus uh, said, I've come to give you life, give it to the full. Uh, gonna jump back into John again. I really like the book of John. It's mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Um, but kind of we've talked a lot about relationships today. And um, and so kind of the verse that that I go back to quite a bit in our student ministry as well is uh, John uh, chapter 13, starting in, in verse 31. It says this when he had gone out, uh, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is to be glorified. Um Uh, And then jumping down to 33, little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And just as I've said to the Jews, I will say to you where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so, again, just the idea that, um, you know, Jesus could have said, Uh, all people will know you are my disciples, uh, by the way that you read scripture, all people will know you are my disciples by the way that you preach, uh, and argue others to me. All people will know you are my disciples, um, by the way that you go to church. And he didn't say any of those things. Uh, it was all about relationships. All people will know you are my disciples by the way that you have love for one another. Um, and so that's that's one of my favorite verses to just continually come back to to challenge myself personally, and uh, to challenge uh, the students within our ministry uh, when I'm teaching to them as well.
0: Yeah, that's a great great verse uh, to go. Man, we got so many ads here. I don't want it. Um,
1: <laughs> pop up everywhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think this is this is a wonderful verse and I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out. I was actually having a thought about that the other day because, you know, in my sermon, I talked about how, uh, you know, it's it's not about saying no to sin. It's about following Jesus and, and, and letting him lead your life and focusing upon him uh, with everything that you do and, and, and acting uh, as he would act in our lives, not just you know, saying no to sin, so I think that's, I think that's a great point, and I, I think that that is something that, you know, when somebody does allow their faith to be seen through their love, that's how you know somebody has a genuine faith, uh, just mm-hmm. by loving other people, caring about them, being humble, being selfless, and, and extending that love, extending that grace to other people. Um, I think that's one of the best ways, uh, and Jesus even said that here it is the best way to know, uh, that, that people are his disciples and actually following him and maybe not just using Christian as a label or using Christian or Jesus or something for their own name or something like that. So, mm-hmm. really, really good stuff there, CJ. Thanks for sharing. Uh, and, and I'm uh, glad to hear that uh, you challenge your students with that often too because that's that's a good good message for them. So, all right, man, you got any uh, thoughts about ministry or anything going on before we head out of here?
1: Well, we always have Worship Uncoiled uh, Sunday nights. Uh, It's going really well. We're having an absolute blast. So uh, if you are a student, know a student, uh, please join us on Sunday nights. Open gym starts at five. Worship Uncoiled runs from six to eight. Uh, It's just an absolute blast. So join us for that. Of course, we have the Skit Guys coming in. We already talked about that on December 13th. That's going to be uh, such a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so get your tickets now while they're still available. Um, and um, so hopefully we sell out. Uh, but uh, but yeah, get your tickets while you can. So well,
0: Last year you said you were like bringing in chairs or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: the day yeah of the last event. time we brought in, you know, yeah, we packed the place out. So yeah. I assume the same thing will happen this time, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, please do send your kids to Wishbone Coiled. Uh, it yes. really, uh, it, it, CJ works really, really hard on it, and um, I always enjoyed stuff like that when I was a student. And at the end of the day, they they feed your kid for you. I mean, how are you going to get away hey. from that?
1: <laughs> right?
0: Chris told me when I first got here, I asked him, you know, how are we going to get people to show up for this? We were talking about an event. He said, well, we'll feed them. <laughs> He told me, he said, that's the secret how you get people to show up for stuff is you give them some food and you feed them. And I was like, well, that's you know, right. there's, there's <laughs> a lot of truth in that. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, stopping into the FCC Talk, CJ. And thank you, everybody else, for listening. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation. And if you have any thoughts that you would like to give, please stop, let us know. Uh, if you like these conversations, if you like what's going on, feel free to email or comment. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment below and let us know there as well. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.